What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Maddie Moon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 222 of the Mind Body Musings podcast. I'm coming at you with my first official week living in Portland. Me and my partner are settled in. We have moved here. We are living together now. We have dated. We dated for about a month before we decided we wanted to do this together. I'm just being real and honest with you. We dated for about a month. Um, He knew that he wanted to travel and move around and be a digital nomad, basically. And I knew I wanted to, too. We did not rush ourselves into this, but it ended up happening anyways. And here we are living together two and a half months later after we met. And things are beautiful things are fantastic and I think it'd be fun to do an episode all about this at some point would you be interested in that let me know go to my Instagram leave me a DM email me comment on the show notes of this episode but let me know yay or nay do you want to hear the details of how we met and how this is going so far because I would love to share but anyways I am getting used to um recording podcasts and doing my Instagram stories with another person watching me across the room and it is challenging. I can talk about emotional trauma, I can talk about eating disorders, I can be interviewed about my deepest darkest secrets but having someone watch me as I talk to my phone with the selfie camera on as I'm doing an Instagram story is probably one of the most uncomfortable things I do today as a 27 year old adult which I realize makes me so privileged if that's one of the most uncomfortable things that I'm doing. And I own that and I am grateful for my life. And uh, yeah, it's just a really interesting challenge to approach my business as the most natural me possible as I have done for years, but now doing it while someone else is in the room and witnessing it and witnessing the retakes and the redos and the re-recordings and the frustrations and having that being yeah witnessed and it's a very interesting experience so to all of you who have become podcasters and had the journey start with someone watching you kudos to you I admire you for starting right out of the the gate building your business doing videos doing instagram stories and all of that with someone watching you because it's totally a challenge for me and i'm learning and it's an interesting process but uh yeah like i said i admire you if you do that anyways let's get into today's episode Mm. Mm -mm -mm. this is an episode that has been requested on multiple occasions for me to dive in deeper do an entire episode on it to slow down around this topic so here we are today speaking on why you should be quotation too emotional end quotation um this oh man this relates to so much that moves you more into your feminine your relationship to your emotions is your relationship 
to knowing who you are and what you want. And I'm going to dive in specifically around that perspective today. So let's just speak on what this um, phrase too emotional is rooted in and where it comes from. Hearing that, I want you to check in with your body and how you feel. Too emotional. What's coming up for you? What memories are you thinking of? What stories are you thinking of? What ideas are you attaching to? I know for me, when I think of too emotional, I also think of too sensitive and crazy. And I hear that told to me in a male's voice. And I am not picking on men at all. But I am sharing my personal experience of being told by the masculine for most of my life, by male figures in my life that I'm too emotional. Maybe it's an ex-boyfriend. It definitely was at times for my father. Bless him. He was raised, I mean, well, not raised. He was surrounded by three women while I was growing up. Me, my sister, and my mom. Lots and lots and lots and lots of estrogen. Lots of crying. Lots of fire. I mean, my mom is a Leo. My dad is an Aries. My sister is an Aries and I'm a Leo. If you know anything about astrology, you know that Aries is the god it's the it it is the sign of war and aggression it's the god of aggression so it's like fire if you saw um superwoman then you remember aries i've got to get aries which is this really powerful fiery god and that's what aries is tons of fire but also ambition and passion and a hunger to start things it's the pioneer and leo of course is the lion very fiery as well very courageous, very headstrong, very stubborn. So that can give you a good idea of the way communication went in my household with a whole bunch of us fiery people cutting each other off when we're speaking, raising our voices, reacting, a lot of reactions. And so think about the feminine in fire and like reacting with emotion. All of our emotions uh, were very fiery, very passionate. We wanted to be heard. And so to my father and to many men that have come in my life, my sister's life, probably my mom's life, um, those emotions being portrayed in a reactive manner may come across to them as too emotional. Now, when we were a baby, when all of us were babies, when you were a baby, You spoke up about what you wanted through crying. If you were hungry, you would cry. If you needed a nap, you might cry. If you had a question whenever you got to the point of being able to talk, you would just ask it. If your feelings would hurt, you'd probably just whimper and cry. Like You were just naturally emotional and there was no attachment to how the emotion came out. You just let it go. You didn't overthink it. You didn't think, oh, do I look silly when I'm crying? Do I look too angry? You weren't self-referencing where you were constantly double-checking how you were emotional. You just were. Until you got to a certain age where you were told you are too emotional. Stop that. Probably in a stern voice if you were a woman and you were really revealing your emotions to a man. This might be how... Um, it came across, stop being so emotional, very stern. And that tone gave you the idea as you were growing up that your emotions are not safe, that they are a threat to the love you are receiving from your caregivers. That's what's happening in our nervous system whenever we are revealing our heart's truth and revealing our emotions and we feel they are not being accepted by someone our nervous system responds with fight flight or freeze basically it's interpreting the look or what the person is saying if they're giving you a stern look or they're saying it in a way that looks disappointed in you sounds disappointed in you your nervous system responds to that kind of comment with um more self-awareness around that emotion you have and putting it down saying stop it this is a threat to the love you're receiving from your caregiver turn it off even if it wasn't a threat most likely it wasn't so like in my household going back to that um hearing that I'm too emotional that was just my dad's way of being like chill out chill out calm down uh don't yell speak 
slower, right? But the word choice of don't be what you are being was what sunk into me and to my nervous system in a fight, flight, or freeze kind of response, okay? Um, What your subconscious is starting to believe the more that you hear this is that your emotions need fixing. Another thing you can think about is if you've ever shared with a friend how your day was going and that it was really emotional, you might hear back, oh, I'm sorry. So automatically, you might be opening up your emotions to someone saying, oh, I felt sad today when this thing happened. And then in return, you get an answer like, I'm sorry that happened. So again, it's only feeding into the story that whatever you're feeling is bad and needs fixing. And it's something that someone else feels bad for you for having. Pile up this kind of response on top of having exes telling you that you're crazy or parents or family members or friends saying you're too emotional, too sensitive, pile this up year after year after year after year. And it is no big surprise that now at the age of 21, 27, 35, 40, 55, 60, 75, you are coming to face, you're coming face to face with emotions that are trying to come out of you and be shared, be seen, be heard. And your inner critic or your ego, same, same, is fighting that. It's fighting that because maybe when you were a kid, you learned to fight that. You learned to fight the emotion that you have naturally coming up. Or you are you're trying to flee away from it, the, the flight response. Maybe you're trying to run away from your problems. Maybe you go silent whenever you really feel sad. Or you maybe you freeze, so you just lose track of everything. Maybe you get into a very depressed state the more that you repress your emotions, all because of these very unconscious comments. A lot of our society has been unconscious, right? A lot of men that you have dated have probably been very unconscious. They are what David Data and what my teacher John Wineland has been sharing with me about um, first stage masculine. There's first stage masculine, which is very unconscious. They really, they're just saying whatever society is telling them to say and how to respond to things. And it's not coming out connected to the heart at all. So when someone tells you that you're too emotional, they're not saying that typically from a place of the heart, their heart space, because anyone that's truly connected to their heart knows that emotions are the heart. The heart is your central hub for emotion, and it's actually a powerful, powerful source for you and for healing the world. And you can never have too much of it. There is a comedy show. There's a comedy sketch on Netflix. The woman, the comedian, her name is Hannah Gadsby, and the show is called Nanette. It's a special. In this, well, first off, this is one of the most powerful Um, Netflix comedy specials I've ever seen in my life and I highly encourage that you put it on your to-do list pronto like tonight watch it it's incredible it will make you laugh it also will make you cry big time but at the end you're going to be applauding standing up in your chair you're going to be raving it you're going to be sharing it all over Facebook just like I did Um, but one of the things she talks about is this idea of being too sensitive and too emotional. And as she was, I think what she was saying is she was shared that she was shared that she was too emotional and too sensitive, something like that. And then she asked this simple, but profound question. Hmm. Like, why is this even a thing saying you're too emotional? Why should insensitivity be something we strive for? Wow. Like, think about this. Why should insensitivity be our North Star. My North Star is to be more insensitive to the feelings, thoughts, beliefs, cultural background, um, fear-based patterns of living and traumas of others. I really wish I could be more insensitive to that. No, no one is walking around saying they desire to be more insensitive to other people in this world. What we're wanting typically is to be more sensitive and more tuned in. And a very hot word right now is intuition. So something that I wanted to point out today is that there's two things people, at least in my tribe, and I'm sure in many other 
parts of the world and the online spaces, there's two things that I'm at least constantly hearing. And it's all coming from the same type of person. Maybe not type of person, but the same person. Um, And let's see if you relate to this. So there are two, for lack of a better word, complaints that I hear very often. One complaint is, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I like. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. This is frustrating. Who am I anymore? Do I like these movies? Do I look like this kind of guy? Do I like eating this kind of food? Do I want to live here? Do I want to have this job? I don't know what I want. So that's the first complaint, not knowing what you want and being frustrated with that. The second one is, hmm, my emotions are frustrating. My emotions are bad. I'm annoyed with my emotions. I am so emotional. Getting frustrated at yourself for having emotions. So here's the thing. When you cut off your emotions, aka my emotions are bad, I should not have them. Daddy said my I'm too emotional. My ex-boyfriend said I'm too emotional, aka crazy. Uh, my family members said I'm too emotional, too sensitive. I should stop being so sensitive and wearing my heart on my sleeve. You get the picture. When you cut off your emotions because of these stories and these limiting beliefs you learn probably between the ages of zero and five, you also cut off your intuition. It's the same thing, or at least it's the same coin. Your emotions are related to your heart space. Your intuition is related to your heart space and your gut. But if you are not allowing to, if you're not allowing yourself to feel a a yes and a no and a icky and a sad and a mad and an anger and frustration, if you're not allowing yourself to feel those feelings that are naturally being um, stirred up within your body because of, let's say you have a breakup, okay? Let's say that you have a breakup and within your body there is a clear, clear sign of pain. It hurts. But you remember, you're too emotional, you're too sensitive, stop feeling that hurt, so you cut it off. Over time, the more you practice this particular pathway of cutting off feelings that are naturally arising, you also cut off your yes and your no to other areas of life. This is what your intuition is. Your intuition is is the part of you that says yes, yes, this job offer feels good because it makes me feel like I'm expanding. And your intuition is a part of you that says, no, I don't want to date in this person anymore because I feel my cervix contracting saying, no, don't get near me. Or your intuition might say, "Mm, today I really feel like having dark chocolate and wine when I'm watching this movie versus another night when your intuition says, let's just have kombucha and eat flaxseed crackers, you know, whatever. Your intuition is what says this path or this path and it's trained through your emotions telling you when you feel like you are expanding or contracting. Your emotions are the pathway to feeling good and bad, you know, for lack of a better way to put it. All emotions on the spectrum are equal, but some feel less pleasant, some feel more pleasurable. And the more you're able to feel what emotion is what and really go into it and really feel it, you start to to create a response in your nervous system that says, hmm, this idea makes me expand. My emotions feel expansive. They feel vast. They feel excited. They feel hopeful. And one of the more sticky parts of this, and you may have experienced this before, is when you feel maybe five things at once. Maybe you have a job offer and that means more money. It also means being closer to some loved ones. Maybe it means um, you're now by the water that you love. But then on the other side, maybe leaving also means having to break up with this partner you've been with for five years or Maybe it means that you won't have this best friend near you anymore. And so these are the more sticky situations where it's not all going to be 100% expansion, where you feel nothing but expansion. Most things in our life come with sacrifices of some sort. Maybe we're not sacrificing much at all. Maybe our sacrifice is losing a bit of time in the morning. Maybe our sacrifice is um, not being able to go to this certain 
event that we love going to in our city because we don't have it in the other city, everything has some sort of sacrifice. Every time you say yes to something, you say no to something else. It is science, okay? Um, And so when we have these situations where we have to decide, do I want to go down this path? There are some things where they make me feel expansive and some things that make me want to contract. Slow down. Slow down your decision-making process and look and actually see and feel this new path, this new direction overall. Does it make me expand? There's a difference between expanding out of excitement Like you know it, you know when you're expanding because something makes you feel open and explorative and pleasurable. Even when there's these sacrifices that are included, even when there's some pain that'll come along with it because pain and expansion can exist at the same time. This is the trick here. When you cut off your emotions and you think that you're too emotional, everything becomes logical. And so you can't really tell that the pain can exist at the same time as the expansion. In the logical mind, those are opposite, so they cannot exist together. And that's what makes this decision-making process so confusing. Because when you're in the brain, you get really, really heady. You're looking at things as if it is a pro-cons list. As my teacher Kendra Kunoff says, the feminine loves to complicate things. So here we have our pro-cons list. We're writing down all the great things about moving to the city or dating this person or whatever it may be. And then on the con side, all the quote bad things about it. And then so we write all these things down because we can't tap into our heart space because that place is too scary. It's too emotional. It's too sensitive. It's too connected to our desires and our pleasure, which we've learned how to turn off. So we have our list. We can see everything written down, black and white, plain as day, and yet even still we complicate things. We forget how to tap in to the number one superhuman power God has given us, which is to just see how we feel about something. Because our feelings are too complicated now. We complicate everything. We say, well, I feel this way about him, but am I really feeling this way about him? Or am I just trying to psych myself out because of this trauma I had when I was five years old? And so I can't really trust myself because this might be me just reliving my trauma by saying no to this person, even though I really like this person. But maybe I do really like this person. And maybe this is just me talking myself out of it. Or maybe I really don't. And maybe this is me really just talking myself out of it. Right? Like we do this all the time about all of our day-to-day decisions. And what I believe is that this all comes down to the story that we are too emotional and it may sound like I'm simplifying it but I really don't think so in the feminine flow so the masculine this is very important so so listen up here the masculine is essentially consciousness that's what it is it's the part of you that has never changed it's part of me that has never changed it's the part that's always been there it's the container I might have talked about this on a recent episode but The masculine, when you think about this, like if you're a kid and you're running around and you're playing in your front lawn, you know that you can just play, play, play. You can run out near the street. Most likely you can run out playing with your balls. You can, you can run down the street. You kind of feel safe. You feel safe to explore because you know that if you go too far and you reach a boundary, your father or a father figure in your life or a masculine energy in your life is going to say, Hey, come back here. Don't walk past that particular area you feel safe to explore because you know that you're being held you know that you're not literally being held but someone's watching you you're safe this is also why as younger kids we take bigger chances in school and we try out to be class president or we try out for the cheerleading team we know that if we fail at whatever it is that we're trying to work for we're still gonna have food on our plates at dinner time we're still gonna have a roof over our heads we don't have major consequences for failing as kids There isn't like this life or death feeling that we have as adults as such as if I do not succeed in this business, then I won't be able to pay rent. There's none of that. The masculine has you. The masculine's holding you. The masculine is holding the container for all of your emotions. Again, it's the part of you that has never changed. It's the consciousness. That said, the feminine is energy. The feminine is the energy that comes into the consciousness and gives it flow, gives it movement, gives it oomph, gives it life. That's what the feminine is. And as I have been studying with my teachers, the feminine is is pleasure. The feminine is love light, says David Data. 
and his many books. It is this natural beauty that comes out of the consciousness when the consciousness holds the feminine to feel safe. In each one of us, we can truly feel free to reveal ourselves. And so here's this, this is what I want to lead you into. The feminine flow is not about going with the flow of life. It's really not what it's what it's about. That's part of it. And that's one angle you can think about is the feminine being able to go with the flow and surrender to life circumstances. But more so than that, the feminine flow is about the literal movement from emotion that starts in let's say your root chakra or your sacral sacral well, sacral chakra. <laughs> Let's start with your root chakra. It might be an emotion that you're feeling unsafe in your finances. Your your, um, grounding, the strongest grounding you have is in your root chakra. This makes sense. And so if you are feeling confused in your identity and who you are and what you want, there is some uh, grounding that is missing in your root chakra. And that may cause you to have a panic, to feel scared. And so the emotion wants to travel from the base of your body, your root chakra, all the way up and be released. And that might mean that it passes through your heart and your heart feels pain. It passes through the tenderest bits in your body and you feel like you have been trampled on by life. You have been destroyed. You are broken. You are feeling that you need healing in a particular area. It all starts down there in that root chakra. And if you tell yourself in your head constantly all day, I cannot be emotional, all that uh, um, disarray that's happening in your root chakra, in your solar plexus, in your heart, everywhere, it never gets released. We purge in different ways. We purge through crying. We do through screaming. When you're yelling, you're purging out that energy. When you're yelling, you're getting rid of it. It's being released. It's being let go. Things are being broken up. So this is why your emotions are so important to be felt and to be seen, to be expressed and to be released. Do you want to know who you are? Do you want to feel your root chakra gain some grounding again? You want to feel like your feet are firmly rooted on the floor to the earth. You want to feel safe again. You have to let yourself release that trauma that has been created as a child or as a teenager or as an adult. And I think sometimes we forget this word trauma is not just for the specific few that have had extremely life-threatening events. Trauma is not only for them. Trauma is for everyone. Trauma can be experienced as a baby when you were just fed your meals a few hours too far apart. There was still something that happened in your nervous system, physiologically speaking. Your body said, ah, I don't know if I'm going to be fed tonight. I need to, I need to fight. I need to flight. I need to freeze. That can happen between the ages of zero and five, and that's where your nervous system responses are really created, where your body says, I'm not safe, I'm not going to be fed, my life is in danger. That right, that, that right there is trauma. Being told as a child you're too emotional or too sensitive, and now as an adult holding back all your emotions and your sensitivity, yeah, that's a trauma. And that needs to be released through the experience of opening your body and letting your body be be a vehicle for that emotion, for the emotion to flow, okay? So how do we do this? We open our bodies. We allow the emotion to go from the root chakra to pass up through our sacral, to go through the solar plexus up to the heart, through the throat chakra and be spoken, That's why the throat chakra is also so important because for women who have learned that their emotions are not safe, their sensitivity is not safe, they learn how to stop speaking their truth. They have to unlearn speaking their truth. And then as an adult, when they realize that, oh my gosh, I don't know how to set boundaries. I don't know how to say no when someone tries to lure me in their bedroom. I don't know how to say, no, that's not okay. I don't want to take up another shift or I don't want to play your part or I don't want to do this. We forget or we, we have to learn 
how to stop doing those things to feel safe. And then once you realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually safe to speak my truth. Maybe I'll lose people's approval of me, but that's okay. I'll gain my own approval of myself, which is so much better. When we learn that, we have to relearn how to speak our truth with that throat chakra. So if you are a woman who has been living by the story that you are too emotional, too sensitive, and you also are frustrated that you have no idea what you want out of life, you have no idea if you want to date this person or don't want to date that person, ask yourself what your emotion is like, your state of emotions. Do you cry all the time? Do you feel all the time? Do you open yourself up to feeling all those things? So beautiful questions to ask yourself. Now there, there, are, there are some caveats here and I want to go into those next. So I'm starting this out with, because um, I already know I'm going to receive this question, but what do you do when People around you don't like your emotions. So we can focus all day long on welcoming home our sensitivity, but will others be on board? Maybe not. So here are a few things I want you to understand. These are very important. Please take some notes or at least really feel into this. Really let your body relax and feel into what I'm sharing here and think about how it applies to your life. So number one, ask yourself, how are you sharing the emotions? This does matter, okay? So if you were taught as a young girl that your emotions aren't safe, your sensitivity isn't safe, the effect could manifest in different ways. Maybe you learn how to turn it off and you just don't feel anything at all and you become depressive. Maybe though you go into this state of being in your toxic feminine where you use tactics of manipulation to get what you want rather than just showing how you feel. So the 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 most authentic way as a woman to show your emotion is just to reveal it to cry to open your heart to pull back your shoulders make sure your body language is open to reveal how you feel to make eye contact to just show okay um but like i was saying if you were someone who was was raised to believe that your emotions and your sensitivity is not safe Let's pretend, let's put that to the side. Let's pretend like you learned that that's not safe. So you have these other pathways. One of the pathways could be using silence to get what you want. Have you ever felt sad with someone and not wanted to tell them because that doesn't feel safe? And so instead of revealing how you feel or telling them how you feel, you just go silent and you give them the cold shoulder. Do you do that still? If you do, I totally get you. I relate. I am having to forget how to do that because that was the way that I did things for so long in my life is giving someone the cold shoulder and expecting them to understand what I want and never actually explaining it to them, never telling it to them, just punishing them. That is abuse. That's a very manipulative and abusive way to get what you want and to hurt someone and make them feel like they are are no longer unconditionally loved. You see how we pass on these wounds? And I can own that. I can totally own that I have been abusive to people in my past by withholding love from them. Ah, God, that feels icky to say, but it's true. I remember there are instances in my life where people said the wrong thing and so I just went cold and I went silent and I turned my body language away and I closed off to them and they just sat there wondering what in the world did they do? So ask yourself, if someone in your life is telling you that that, that you're frustrating them with your emotional self or... They don't know what you want or they're they're giving you the feeling that your emotions aren't safe with them. Look at your past and give yourself a really honest, hard look at how you show your emotional self. If you're one of the billions of people that turn to the cold shoulder, it's okay. Love that part of you. Love that part of you because that part of you really what she's trying to do is keep you safe. Really, the cold shoulder is a way for you to feel safe. Your subconscious is saying, I want to do anything but share my heart's truth because my heart's truth is too much. So maybe you have the cold shoulder as your backup. If that's you, it's okay. One step at a time. The next step is to say, I commit to no longer giving the cold shoulder when I am upset. 
And instead, in that moment, I will reveal exactly how I feel and give yourself space and grace as you learn how to do that. Because you're going to be coming up face to face with an identity shaking event of revealing how you feel and being too much. And guess what? You might be told again, you're being really emotional if you're crying. It's your job, not their job, not the witness. It's your job to hold your own masculine in those moments. To say, I'm going to be that masculine energy to hold the container for my, emo- my own emotions. This is one of the brilliant things that my teachers have been sharing with me is how to really, truly be my own masculine. In those moments when I'm revealing how I feel, I don't want to dump all this pressure on the person in front of me to hold it because they might not be trained in doing so. They might not know how to sit there and let you be vulnerable and be quiet and just watch you share and reveal how you feel. They may mess up. They may cut you off. They may say something. They may say, stop crying. Don't cry. Please don't cry when all you really need is someone to cr- someone to hold you as you cry. They might not know that though. So even while you are training yourself to open to your emotional self to cry, maybe you are alone in these moments as well. So that will be easier for you to be your own masculine in those moments. Start there. Start by when you feel upset, learning how to open your heart, be connected to your heart's truth, which might be pain, it might be joy, it might be anger, it might be frustration, feel all those things and also give yourself a container to feel it all. Say on one side of your body that yang energy says, I have you, cry it out. I'm here for you. I'm not abandoning you. I'm not leaving you. That's your masculine. That's your yang energy. It says, I am here for you regardless. Bring it. Bring on the emotional side. And then your yin, your feminine, releases, reveals, cries, opens, feels all the things. And this can all be happening in your bedroom. You're holding your own masculine and you're feeling your feminine. And then the next stage is to bring this to your partner or to your friend or to your loved one. They may or may not respond in that masculine energy that you're creating for yourself. If they do, awesome. That's beautiful. Congratulations. You have yourself a conscious person there. If they don't, have compassion for them because this is not something that they are taught this is not something you might have been taught until right now this very moment so remember that approach all of this with a beginner's mindset okay so this is what I just shared was for the moments where you feel like the cold shoulder is the best avenue another thing that that um, revolves around what I just shared also is dumping on another person. Maybe you have the cold shoulder, but maybe on the other end, you throw plates and you dump all, all of your emotion on them and you make it their problem. Again, this is where having your own masculine takes care of that issue. You've got yourself. You are taken care of. You are holding yourself and your own through a state of strength and love, not through a, I've got this myself, I don't need you kind of way, because that's resentment, but a way where you are a warrior. You are your own warrior holding your goddess. So this gives the other person freedom to mess up. They might say the wrong thing. They might act the wrong way, but there's no need for you to dump all of this on them in a way that makes them feel like they're responsible for your healing. So when you come to someone to share how something made you feel and you reveal to them how that made you feel, you don't reveal that to them in a way that's saying, look at what you made me do. Look at how you're making me feel. You did this to me. Fix it. Explain to them, share with them, baby, like this, this conversation we had the other day hit a really tender spot in my heart and you can share why but the most important thing here is honestly just showing them this is one of the beautiful things I've been learning with John and with Kendra is the art of revealing how you feel without having to use so many words I'm still in this process of learning how to reveal to that extent where I'm I'm showing my anger in a way that's really connected to my heart And I am showing my sadness in a way that's connected to my heart. And honestly speaking, when a man, we're talking more about relationships with partners here, though this applies to everyone. When someone sees you in your most vulnerable, tender state, they want to do that naturally 
causes a desire within them to take care of you and to be your masculine, to hold that space for you, to be that warrior from you. When they see your heart's truth without the talking, without the explanation, without the you did this and I then I did this and blah, blah, blah. When they see those tears in your eyes and they see your emotional state, they're going to want to wrap their arms around you. They're going to want to take care of you. There's ways that you have to ensure you're not dumping it on them and making it their problem. Such as saying, look at what you did to me and having those kinds of you statements. You, 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 you. If you're speaking, choose to choose to use words that are I focused. I feel um, this made me feel this particular way. Keep the focus on you instead of what they did wrong. And also point out the areas that they did right, that did make you feel good. Give them some sort of encouragement in those moments as you share how you're feeling and as you're revealing how you're feeling, make sure that the emphasis and the focus is really on you and your heart's truth because that is not something that can be argued with of how you feel. I mean, people certainly may try, but the more you become, as um, Anita Johnston says, a broken record, the more it's going to start sinking in. And as John says, holding the pose. This is called holding the pose of consistently. It's the same thing of broken record and holding the pose. Broken record means you're repeating over and over and over the I feel statement. I feel this way. I feel this way because of this. I feel this way because of this. And if someone is arguing with you, you can you continue to come back to it. You're a broken record. Well, I feel this way because of this. Even if you were saying the exact same thing, come back to it time and time and time again until they hear you. And don't let your reactiveness get the best of you. Reacting when you're frustrated that they're not hearing you. Just continue to, as John says, hold the pose. Hold the emotion, stay open, stay open, stay open because your body is going to be saying everything to you such as close, stop it, you're too sensitive, shut down, but remember your why. You are doing this to connect to your partner more. You are doing this to find your intuition again. You are doing this to calm your nervous system and help it to realize you are safe in feeling what you feel. The more you consistently show up in life connected to your feelings, the more your nervous system is going to stop trying to fight, flight, or freeze away from it. Okay? It takes practice. It takes holding the pose. It takes continuing to come back to this, to show up to the practice of feeling what you feel and revealing it. Okay, last thing that I wanted to point out about this. In this course that I've talked about a few times that I'm doing with my teachers, um, at the beginning of the course, we shared what our biggest fear as the feminine is around the masculine. And the masculine figures in the group shared what their biggest fear is around the feminine. And something that I'm going to bring to you today that is incredibly, incredibly insightful, changed my life, honestly. It's, It's helping me learn so much about the masculine is that one of their number one fears is that the feminine cannot be trusted. Now, I don't think this is in the same way that the feminine fears the masculine can't be trusted. For me, I know that I've had the fears around the masculine that they can't be trusted to stay. They can't be trusted to hold all of me. I'm too much. They can't be trusted to, um, let's say... Maybe be honest if people have experienced cheaters in their life. They can't be trusted to stick around in that one relationship. So whatever your story is, there might be something in there that you fear around the masculine not being trustable. But think about the masculine. If you can step into their shoes for a moment, the masculine fears that the feminine can't be trusted because we don't speak our truth or reveal it. Isn't that funny? Because for so many of us, the reason why we stopped revealing our feelings is because of the masculine. We learned it wasn't safe. They don't understand us. They don't get us. We're too sensitive. We're too emotional. The masculine says we're too much. So we turn it off. We get older. The masculine is now afraid that they can't trust us to tell tell them how we feel, that The feminine is going to hide it, give the cold shoulder, going to expect you to be able to read her mind. And so the masculine is then fearful. I don't think my woman's ever going to tell me when she's upset. I've got to ask and ask and ask and ask. I, I can't trust her to tell me. 
And the feminine is thinking over there, I can't trust the masculine to hold all of me. So we're feeding into each other's wounds and only making them stronger. And it has to start at some point. This is one of those chicken and the egg conversations, but it, it starts with us. Let's just take responsibility and we can help our men. We can help the masculine in our lives to learn how to handle us by us holding the pose and consistently showing and revealing our emotions. And remember, we're all doing this for us primarily. You want to know who you are. You want to know your intuition. You want to know what you want out of life. Feel your feelings. Feel your fucking feelings. Start to open up again for you so you can release things and stop carrying things around your day-to-day life every single day from one relationship to the next, one job to the next, over and over and over. You want to be free? You do not need to go on a soul quest to achieve that. You simply start to come back to your heart space, feel your feelings, reveal them, let them out and make space for something new. But... As the feminine, we have this really big job in this world to create change, to make our earth a more wholesome, healed place. And where this can start is us showing up as more trustable for the masculine too. Both of us need to become more trustable for the woman, for the feminine. Let's start here. Let's start with making ourselves trustable and revealing how we feel so they don't have to second guess and wonder, is she mad at me? Is she not mad at me? What did I do? Because that's abusive for them. That's abusive when you know that there really is a problem, but you're withholding it from him. You're withholding it from her, from your family, from whoever it is. Now, there is a difference between doing it in a safe environment and not safe environment. This goes without saying, but I will make this very clear. We reveal how we feel to people who are safe for us. We don't go to someone who who themselves is physically abusive, sexually abusive, emotionally abusive, maliciously abusive, and say, oh, I'm going to practice with them revealing how I feel. No, we leave that. We leave that. We're out of there. Like uh, Matt Kahn says, the minute abuse arrives, peace out, Go. And this might be kind of confusing because what I was saying earlier was that there are moments that I had been, in retrospect, I think that I think I would consider that to be abusive, but the way that I was withholding was not abuse in the same way that I'm talking about. Mine was just unconscious, cold shoulder, trying to not show my feelings. What I'm talking about here is more someone that is giving you love and withholding it intentionally to make you feel powerless, to make you feel small, to make you feel under their control. That's real abuse, okay? And if someone is giving you the cold shoulder because they don't feel like opening up to you, that's something that can be worked through. The more we we help each other feel safe in this world, the more we feel safe. Isn't that a mind-blowing concept? So let's start with creating safety for each other by holding the pose and being there for each other in these moments where we feel the most fearful and we feel like our unconditional love is being threatened. Your partner, and I encourage you, if you have a partner, to have a conversation with them about this. Ask them this this question. You ready? Ask them this question. Do you trust me to, to show you and to tell you how I feel when there is a problem? Do you trust that I will show you and share with you how I feel when there is a problem without you asking me? Ask them that. Seriously. Ask them that over dinner tonight. Ask them that on the way home from the store today. Ask them, how do you feel about me revealing and sharing with you when there is a problem without you having to ask first? And if he says that possibly there could be some more sharing there, take that to heart. Because when someone shares that with you, it's coming from a place of deep desire to be closer to you. That is the masculine saying, you're not too much. That's a great thing to think about. When someone really does handle all of you and take all of you and hold a container for you and show up for you, do you recognize it? Or are you so stuck in the story that no one can handle you that you can't even see when someone is saying, give me more? Now to bring this all back in, we're not just showing and dumping and 
throwing our emotion at people. We are revealing, we are sharing, we are staying connected to the heart. As John says, if you are not connected to your heart, it is abuse. If you're yelling at someone how you feel, but you're not connected to your heart and you're not really tapping into that most tender spot as you share all of that, it will come out as abuse and it will come out as them being the problem and them also needing to fix whatever the problem is, which is a lot of pressure for someone. You can share how you feel and open up your emotion without expecting anyone to have to do the fixing job because merely sharing and revealing is the healing. Boom. Okay. I feel like that is enough for one day. Thank you so much, Musingers, for coming on to listen to this episode of why you should be too emotional. Your connection with your emotions, the flow that you allow to happen through your body when you feel emotion, moving right from the root all the way up to the, to the third eye, to the crown and out, being purged through yelling and tears and crying and released through the throat chakra, being felt in the heart, every single chakra, that emotion wants to pass through all of it to finally exit out. The release of those emotions is what's going to tell you, "Mm, that feels like a healthy expansion. That's what I want in life. Or, "Mm, that feels like a nasty contraction. I don't want that out of life. Your emotion is connected to your intuition. Period. I hope you loved this episode. If you want to share your thoughts with me, head on over to Instagram and you can look for the photo for this podcast episode and just drop a comment. What was your favorite part? What are you going to implement this week? You can also go over to the show notes for this. MaddieMoon.com. This is episode 222. And that's all I have to announce today. Um, Yeah, if you want to go... Get a free audiobook as always. You can go to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings and that will give you a free 30-day trial and a free book on Audible. Let me know what you choose to get. Enjoy and I will see you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.